and welcome to As It Comes, life from a musician's point of view. I'm Davina, I'm a freelance cellist based in London, and I'm sick again. I'm not going to bore you with the details, apart from the fact that my declining health was inevitable, according to my GP. If you spend your days on a tour bus, which essentially acts as an incubator for germs, then you're going to get ill. He's Irish. So isn't that a pleasant image, being in an enclosed space with a whole lot of sick, germy musicians. Please do excuse my slight nasal congestion in this episode. This episode is part two of my chat with Daniel Elms, talking about writing music for computer games and how that's totally different from writing music for the concert hall. In the wise words of Yoda, you must unlearn what you have learned. This was recorded in mid-November 2019, so there's also some seasonal festive chat. Here it is. Talking about uh, what you're up to at the moment, you're currently Mm. composing music for a computer game. Yes. Woo! Madness. How do you feel about that? Very strange. It's um, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's like, but it's it is like a very different world. Yeah. Because it's like what you thought you knew about structure, you can throw that in the bin. Because it, it's basically nothing is linear. Yeah. Unless unless there's like a cutscene or like something very specific that needs a linear piece of music, it is so cyclical. Yes. And it is so. Have you ever seen some of the Lutislawski scores where he uses like so there's esoteric material and you come to like a certain juncture in the music and you have a choice between like esoteric material a or esoteric material b and you can choose which of these like boxes you divert to okay yeah um choose your own adventure yeah basically and yeah. you've kind of got to think in that mentality like mm-hmm. you know if you're saying that it's like um you're gonna you're gonna create some music in which you Davina are in a in a room and there's a football and you're going to kick the football into the goal. So we might have some tinkly, tinkly twinkles <laughs> while you're just sort of walking around. But then when you yep. kick the ball, the music wants to change when you kick the ball. But then, of course, there's like, well, does the music, does the, does the music go in the goal? Does it? Does the ball go in the goal <laughs> or does the ball miss? So you have to come up with loads of different options. You've just right. got to think super, yeah, you've got to be super logical about it. Because even yeah. with all, in all this, like... We can't control what the player does. So what if the player just sits on the ball and pops it or like yeah. just leaves? What if they just leave instead? And yep. it's like, uh, I mean, you probably wouldn't build a game where you just sit on a ball instead of kicking it. You, you might. You, you'd you be surprised what games are out there, though. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> so I was introduced to this game on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was up in Scotland. Yeah. Um, I was at my friend's place. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you've got to play this game. It's uh, called Untitled Goose, Goose Game. game. Yes. It is hilarious. Yes. So basically, you were just a horrible, horrible goose. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you've even got a dedicated honking oh button. Days. I think I if wanna... you press Y or something, you just go, and you, you, you're just in this village just pissing people off. And you have these objectives like get into the pub or earn a rose <laughs> from a local or get inside a box. Amazing. It's so funny. But the music in that is absolutely hilarious. It's almost yeah. like... You can imagine someone tinkling along on a piano right. accompanying a silent film. Yeah. It's quite yeah, yeah. improvisatory. Yeah. But when there's drama, for example, when the master of the pub is showing you out <laughs> and you're honking away, it's like... And then other times you'll just be skulking along like a goose. 
<laughs> classic <laughs> goose <laughs> classic goose skull i was like i really want to play that with like we were so me and julia we really like geese and we saw it advertised like this looks absolutely hilarious and it's like yeah. it's like the sound of the padding on the floor like it's <laughs> yeah. pads is so satisfying pads yeah it's so nice i'm um, tempted to buy it it's only I 18 pounds treat yourself yeah christmas time it's coming round. <laughs> get it Untitled is that is that it's probably inadvertent advertising, isn't oh, it? Oh no, it's fine though, isn't it? We're not getting sponsorship from. I think they're. I think they're from your rivals, Australia. I believe they are Aust- Australian. Yeah. 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 Titled cheeses. <laughs> Untitled goose game. Untitled goose game. <laughs> What's a delight? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm fascinated by video game music because it's a gateway for a lot of people to mm. access this kind of music. For example, there's there are so many more concerts of video game music uh, sure. being put on now. Sure. And it's really interesting just seeing the characters that go to these right. concerts. Like on. in fancy dress. Yeah, yeah, all dressed up and, yeah. and various things. And I, I played in a concert recently and it was music for Assassin's Creed. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know that game at all, yeah. but um, a lot of people do. Right. <laughs> and there are many, many games, as I found out. Yes. But there would be a character projected on the screen. Yeah above the stage and then everyone would just go mental oh really oh, that's amazing and you'd play that particular character's light motif or something right and everyone would just be like cheering and freaking out yeah that's amazing isn't it yeah there's i remember um there's one of julia's friends that uh, miguel was saying that they kind of they were just organizing like a standard student concert at this like little space where they'd normally get like you know 20 30 people and they're like let's do the music from the final fantasy series oh, yeah. and they were like you know absolutely rammed just like, <laughs> like people like people flew from different countries to come and see it and yeah it's like this was supposed to be like a student concert and everyone's just like yes people love that stuff though it's don't amazing they? because yeah. you have such in- it's so evocative of the memories you have yeah and the challenges faced in, in playing particular games that no wonder people jump at the opportunity to see it yeah i think i think the immersion factor as well is like a huge thing to play because like well maybe not untitled goose game unless you truly feel at one with the goose <laughs> but you know like there are some things that depending on like when in your life you play something kind of like reading a book or seeing a film mm. it will have a kind of poignancy yeah um or like some sort of meaning to you because you know it's, there are the games have transcended so far beyond entertainment to a point of like genuine emotive storytelling or experiential stuff yeah i mean you can of course have like the same fun or daft things or pointless things as you can in any mm-hmm. any format at all but it's surprising how few people in some sort of walks of life still kind of frown upon it in a absolutely. way absolutely yeah it's a funny thing because it's like well have you actually like played a game yeah. in the past like decade and they're like well no and it's like well <laughs> yeah and I remember staying with some hosts down in Devon mm. and I don't know how we got talking about this, but I was talking about video games and I was talking about Super Mario Odyssey, which right. is such an incredible game. I love it so much. But they just sort of looked down their noses at me and said, oh, really? we don't play video games oh, in this right. household. And I just think, well, it's another form of popular culture, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like TV, yeah. film, just music as a whole. Yeah. And if you're going to just completely dismiss video games, mm. then you might as well completely dismiss film. 
yeah. the TV or any yeah. of those. It's, it's like, funny, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't play video games. It's like, oh, do you never watch a film then? <laughs> do, you, do not read books. It's like, it's, I think it's like a definitely a general, it feels like a generational divide. Mm-hmm. There are very few people of our generation I know that would sort of dismiss it in the same sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, so actually when we move into, when we move in down here to like Brighton, we looked at one place and um, it was the owners of the house. Didn't live there, they rented it out. But the owners were shown us around. And in one of the rooms, the the tenants had like a collection of board games on the on the wall. That was like an inner burp I just did in that sentence. That was remarkable. Can't wait to see that on the waveform. And that's it in a in a bed cat, um, as we call it, bed cat. Do you know this bed cat? Bed, bed cat. It's like you know it's so it can be called bed cat or inner trump. So you get inner trumps mainly. I found on London transport where you're sort of sat there, and your stomach will make like quite a significant growl and it and it will it will sound and give off the same vibration as a trump fart fart, you know but but it's not yeah you're pretty sure the person beside you has either a heard it or b sensed it yep you have to kind of look them in the eye and be like it was an inner trump Mm. don't worry about it Mm -hmm. but you can't always say that because you know it breaks the london etiquette of not talking to people Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah so so that's that just happened. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Oh yeah, so yeah. the board game. There we go. So, <laughs> so oh yeah, so so I looked at the looked at the shelf of board games and I was like, oh, like that's a lot of board games. And the guy like looks at me and goes, "It is beyond me." <laughs> like this really dramatic voice. And I was like, and he just he couldn't comprehend that like someone would play someone would board be games so enthusiastic yeah, about a thing. Yeah, it was like he just sort of really? like materialized from Lord of the Rings for a moment. And be like, it is beyond me. Wait, who who was saying this? this? So this was the landlord of the house oh, talking okay. about his about tenants' his collection. Tenants. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's probably got some weird collection. That's it, just like a, a room full of like, swan necks yeah, or something. Yeah, a room full of teeth. This is, uh, <laughs> this is a fantastic swan, uh, wonderful, delicious. That's a bit weird. Yeah, it's a little bit creepy. Swans, bit. not geese, no? Probably not, well, because you're not allowed to kill swans. Only the mm. only the queen can but kill a swan. How can you have swans necks then without killing them? I don't know. Well, no, that's well. So he definitely killed the swan. Right. I'm sort of. I've sort of developed this character a few <laughs> a few levels beyond. So he's he's quite entitled mm-hmm. to the point that he's happy with killing a swan, right. even though the queen <sighs> is the only one that can do that. Yeah. And so he's just got a room full of swan necks, this and he's quite, like, "This is taking quite a sinister turn." Well, it could be viewed as sinister, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not not particularly well-meaning noise. No, that's <laughs> like true. The Holler accent was it Hull? The, no, Geordie. Oh, the Geordies, yeah. Geordie well-meaning noise. Yeah. Um, well-meaning noise. Interesting. How would you compose a theme for that character? For the Swan Neck Man. Yeah. I probably wouldn't accept the job, to be honest. <laughs> if it was the same guy, it's beyond me. <laughs> it's kind of mad. But yeah, no the the game the game soundtrack's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um, it's like it's been a massive like learning curve for me uh, dealing with like the kind of the non-linear structures mm. as I said, and then kind of and having to think about material and musical gestures that can repeat that can loop without giving the sensation that something is just on loop. Yeah, like I spent years getting away from feeling like anything was on a grid mm-hmm. and even if i do stuff with which has like a sense of pulse 
I spend a lot of effort working on ways to disrupt that and break it apart. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a cyclical thing. Yeah. But to be actively working in a medium where like that is a prerequisite and still trying to make it musical is like is a is a big challenge because you're thinking about like you're kind of thinking about technological restraints or constraints before you even put like a note on the page. Yeah. This is kind of mad. Oh, you got it as well. Yeah, a little bit. I, just, oh, I think it's the coffee. I'm just it's the like, coffee. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it just brings to mind when you play something like Mario Kart mm. and the music just has to go on forever yeah. and ever because you do a, you do a lap or something. Yeah. Quite often, yeah, you don't get to the you don't get to the end of a piece mm. from one of those tracks because either it just sort of loops into the next iteration. Yeah. Or you pass the final lap thing and it goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> It's the passion with which the on your face as you sung that that really sold it. And then it starts again. <laughs> there's no end. <laughs> Play forever. Yeah, no, there's some there is some really like there is some wicked music coming out of the sort of games industry yeah. that are like very What are some of your favourites? Some favourites of recent years. Um, I'd probably go, so there's a game that came out, I think it was 2014, called Hyperlight Drifter. It was an independent game. And um, the guy that wrote the music goes by the name Disasterpiece. And it's a, re- it's a really, really interesting blend of like synthetic sounds, mm-hmm. almost at times like kind of chip tune, where you have, you know, kind of old school, like, like 16-bit eight or 8-bit yeah. console sort of mm-hmm. sounds. 8-bit was a better example, yeah. 16 is probably too oh, too high too fidelity, technical. isn't it? Eight, I love 8-bit um, stuff. I think it's it's great. So there are like there are elements of that, but there's a lot more sort of it's not just <laughs> it's not just chip tune, is what I'm saying. <laughs> there are only elements of that, but everything else has has a much higher resolution, a much a much higher quality. But there were even like these moments of like kind of Debussy and like French impressionism in it on mm-hmm. like these piano flourishes mm. um, so it's a mixture of as you say synthetic sounds and yeah acoustic. yeah but everything is treated and manipulated in a way to make it sound cohesive but the thing about it which is so good is that it is just so evocative of this particular world mm-hmm. that the team have created what's the game about so you're kind of you're 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 basically trying to find a kind of I don't know. <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to find. It's too complicated it's already. Too, I want no. You're, you're, game. you're basically you. You're like this little this little person who is like on this planet, and you're attempting to try and find some sort of cure for this ailment that you have. You keep coughing up, coughing, and having like this black rain appearing and this evil boss. The thing, the reason why it's hard to answer is that there's no text in the whole game. The entire thing is just done with imagery. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. It's all done through the images, through the sound, and through the gameplay. The main creator of the game suffers from a heart condition, and I know in an interview he spoke about how this is sort of the game is kind of representative of his own struggle and sort of dealing with this issue. So that's kind of my take on what the gameplay experience is. But it's just such a magical world that they've created with it. Mm. Um, and the music is so evocative of it. And it's kind of, at times it feels like relatively simple, but it works. But then at other moments, it's just this like beautiful flourishes and like immersion factor to it. It's really, and it's just a really unique sound. Yeah. Um, another good one recently would be, who was it? Uh, probably the first, 
the first Banner Saga. I don't know if you played that. The composer is Austin Wintry. He did one of the Assassin's Creeds, actually. So maybe oh, you played. Right. Yeah, probably. Maybe you played some of it. Played some of his long notes. <laughs> but this was so. This is kind of set in like um, like Icelandic law, kind of. So there are big like giants that you. It's kind of like the. It's a cross between these little games of chess mm-hmm. with like these kind of giant people and or humans that you move around a board. Then with these like hand-drawn animatics and immersive storytelling moments, but the music for that I think was it opens with this awesome like brass chorale, which is always a winner. Being from Yorkshire, everyone loves a brass chorale. But then what's what's so nice is that um, it's just it's just very well written orchestral music, and it yeah. was played by I think it was the Dallas Winds that played it. It seems like a stupid comment, but to have the character of like a wind band playing on a game score is like it's quite unusual because because a lot of people are taking influence from a hollywood model which yeah. is like brass and strings mm-hmm. throw the woodwind in the bin yeah exactly exactly <laughs> throw which the woodwind in the bin. like it ha- it happens a lot people unless it's like super low register stuff right. like which is helping support like you know the kind of the farty brass where they write in thirds at the bottom. Sure. You get it on most film trailers with right. like taiko drums underneath it as well. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's a lot of minor thirds in, in film music these days, aren't <laughs> 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 so the So the, yeah, so farty brass syndrome like is all over the place. To hear the variety of, of like the, the individual timbres and characters of this, of this uh, Dallas Wind group is like, it's just really quite enchanting. Mm. Uh, the music's very well written. It's really evocative. And uh, also what I quite like as well is because it was all, the first game was all done on Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. So it was all raised. You can kind of tell in the production, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, you can kind of tell that they were restricted to the mm. amount of takes that they could do. Yeah. So there are times where you might hear like a split note or there's a bit of noise. Yeah. They didn't have the chance to go back and fix it. And oh, but it, I but like that. But it, well, I was going to yeah. say it's really nice because it it feels like this genuine performance, yeah. If you like in I, the game, which is it brings is that rare. human element yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. We're used to everything being so polished, yeah. and so perfect. And mm. then I think it, it does illustrate the time and effort that's gone into making this game. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what a lot of people, like for example, those people in Devon that I was talking about before, <laughs> a lot of people don't realize the work that goes into these sorts of yeah. productions and so they can think oh it's very liberal <laughs> yeah exactly but actually yeah. it's it is a genuine form of performance art yeah no absolutely yeah. i mean some some of the the people i work with at the moment like i have i have no idea what they do like they sort of like mash a keyboard mm-hmm. and then like they teach a computer to like do things wow. it's mad like yeah coding gandalfs or something <laughs> Stepping into your studio earlier. Sure, <laughs> I sure. don't really know what any of those That's contraptions why. were. That looks cool. That dad knows how to use all of those. Maybe he used them to write my jingle. I did, I did. I love hearing about video games and computer games. So thank you for that insight. Let's move on. Uh, right. So I mentioned to you that there'd be some surprise questions. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Boom. boom. This is the wild card question round, where you have the chance to choose what I ask you next. Oh my god, okay. How do you feel? That's not one of the questions. <laughs> How do you feel? Oh, yeah, no, fine. fine. Yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. alright. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have the choice from Christmas, hmm. 
Memorable concerts. Mm. Childhood fantasies. Mm. That is... And are they... What are the... Topics. They're just topics. Mm. There's a topic and then a question. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Let's go with... As it's coming up, mm. let's go Christmas. What are you doing for the holidays? I will be here. What? In Hove. So this is going to be like literally the first Christmas that me and Julia have spent together. Are you having an orphan Christmas? We're having what? An- <laughs> <laughs> Just watching Oliver on repeat. Absolutely great. An orphan Christmas is when you have Christmas just by yourselves but with no family no no parents yes mm. so we are having an orphan christmas <laughs> so um, you looked really shocked when i, I didn't know that. what that meant um, yeah <laughs> so 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 yeah no we've been together like eight years yeah. and this will be our first christmas together oh, how mad's that oh wow but just you guys together isn't yeah yeah because you've done christmas together but with no. your families and no, never. Oh, you never? Never. No, no. So you're always apart during Christmas. Yeah. <gasps> you guys will have a great time. Mad. So, yeah. So we'll yeah. be here just getting indigestion from more pastries. <laughs> not <laughs> a problem. Probably yeah. not Julia, though. She'll explode. Sons gluten, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, we have orphan Christmases all the time. Is it? Yeah, is it? What's it is. your... What's your? Run me through it. What's it's, your... How does it operate? You can do whatever you like. Go on. There's no sort of structure to the day so, so last year run us through what you did hmm. wake up yeah or get classic. woken up by cat classic romeo yeah. assistant producer uh have have some breakfast of some sort put whatever feature item probably <laughs> oliver or from christmas yeah well not oliver i think not oliver yeah feature item on the projector on the projector. Mm, yeah. Twenty nineteen. What's its, going on there? What it gets its annual outing. It's usually something like Jurassic Park. Yes. Home Alone. Yes. Star Wars. Yeah. Love anything, a good, anything with music by John yeah, Williams. John Williams, That's exactly. Fine, yeah. And then last year our oven actually broke. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> really, really, really oh, good no. timing. But yeah, we tend to Skype family in the morning. Yeah. So it'll be in New Zealand their Christmas day but like night time i'm with you and they'll all be outside probably having enjoyed a lovely summer day Ah. weird isn't it so did you microwave your turkey last year (laughs) no we we had a ham actually um and with a bit of googling we realized that you can actually boil a ham you can so boiling a ham i did know about what i didn't know about was the word googling did i say googling with a bit of googling googling Oh, Googling. Googling, yeah. Oh, Googling. Oh, that makes I'm m- going to say all of that again. No, no, I like this. Googling. <laughs> yeah. So with a bit of Googling. Google. I'm sure I said Googling. Oh, you probably did. I just misheard it. But I quite like, I think we should maybe use Googling. Googling. It sounds like, it sounds like using a bit of know-how. But then. Just Google it. I'm thinking about how you would pronounce it, having seen it written down. It would just look look like Goodling. Goodling. Mm. Goodling. Goodling. <laughs> sounds very German. Goodling. Goodling, yeah, yeah, genau, Goodling. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and Orphan Christmas is fantastic because you get to do whatever you like. London in particular is quite nice at that time of year because no one is in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I recall quiet. that. Yeah, I remember that when mm. we lived in Greenwich. I got the train back, I think, once on like the 26th or 27th. Mm-hmm. And it was like, is what it? is going on? Yeah. yeah, it was like 28 days later. Mm. It was mad. So what's your game plan? 
2019. No idea yet. First one. First one. Oh, so the day is yours. Probably get that egg and chive breakfast on the go. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Lovely. You know what? I literally don't know what I'm going to do. I'm freaking out now because like I've not done one before. You'll probably do what normal people end up doing just on a weekend. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Like what is like <laughs> what is a weekend? It's mad. Like there's so I think like hanging out with so many musos, you kind of lose scope on like what is norm or conventional. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like this year, I invited some friends from Yorkshire down for my for my birthday, and they're like, "Is that a Monday?" I was like, "Yeah," and they're like. <laughs> Absolutely can't, not. Can't what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. are you thinking? I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I guess Mark and I got married on a Monday, and of course, yeah. And that was that was great because most musicians were able to come. Chamber Rokey. Yep. Well remembered. I remember Chamber Rokey. Yep. That was good fun. That was good fun. Um, As was the pizza. Oh, the pizza van. The pizza van. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah, yeah. Just when you thought you were full, have a whole pizza. Have a pizza, guys. Treat yourself. Yeah, yeah. Our pleasure. How are your wedding plans going? They are rolling. We are attempting to meet with some caterers, but have been very inactive in terms of actually seeing them. Um, so my sister and her husband have very kindly donated their skills to the cause. Oh, amazing. So uh, my sister will be doing like the decorations and stuff. That'll mm. be pretty cool. She did her own decorations this year and it was amazing. Mm. So that's awesome that we're going to, be able to kind of have her on board for that and then um her husband also called dan um is doing he's doing like all the chocolate and cake stuff and he's like a kind of chocolate wizard so like it's gonna be it's gonna be so good like everything he makes is amazing yeah like i think he i think he puts stuff in it puts stuff in it yeah gosh it's gonna be a fun wedding yeah exactly like at their wedding like he was sort of he, he did all the catering for his and like he did you, all the catering for his own wedding. Oh, sorry for the, for like the put like the sweets, yeah, okay. the sweets. But like oh. he made a lot of them. Oh. But as he was explaining what they were, I was like looking around the room and like everyone was like just sort of like on the edge of the seats, like going yes. They're just like he's like I don't know like everyone's addicted to it. I don't know what he's doing. Oh my gosh, that's that sounds incredible. That's good. So we'll have yeah. some chocolate addicts um, created at our wedding, if if mm-hmm. nothing else. That sounds lovely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to enlist the help of your friends and family. That's it, yeah. isn't it? you got to do it. Yep. you got to do it. And quite often, nothing will happen for a very long time. And then I say Everything. quite often as if I've gone married like loads <laughs> of times. <laughs> I swear, just the one time. <laughs> yeah, nothing happens for ages in terms yeah. of, of organizing and logistics. And then it all happens two weeks before when everyone wants their deposits. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Well, the things. rest of their deposit, I should say. Yeah. Nightmare. That's fun. Yeah. Have no, fun it's kind of mad. Thanks. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the the, the stress. Yeah, giving up all of your money. <laughs> let it go. So oh, I just realized I sung the words let it go, but then realized that's actually a song is, as well. Is a, and then people will be thinking song, yeah. he didn't sing the right melody. But then what happened is the melody only, I only remembered it after that I'd sung the words. Oh, it's fine. You don't need it to. Is, it is literally a nightmare. Uh-huh. What, the song? That as well, what? but the situation that I've just put myself in is a dysotopian nightmare. Please don't write Dysotopian. Dystopian. Dystopian, yeah. Just throw an extra <laughs> extra letter in. I feel like this, a lot of this conversation has been quite dystopian and surreal. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a great time the, as well. The geese. It's been wonderful. The swan, the swan neck. Yeah, the swan neck, swan neck was man. a bit abstract, actually, yep. wasn't it? So, 
So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, absolute um, pleasure. Where Thanks can people having, uh, having us? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> you and Yorkshireism. Your you no, and your Yorkshireism. Yeah. Plural. Where can people follow you and keep up to date with your upcoming work? Uh, so uh, I'm on Twitter, which is at Daniel Elms. And if you're into very sort of niche Polaroid pictures, then I'm also on Instagram, uh, Daniel Elms Music. Um, hashtag Instax. Hashtag Instax. All about, all about the instant photography. It's very cool. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. little it's snapshot of right in the moment. Little little snap. Yeah, the only thing is paying for... The film. Film. Mm. Absolute nightmare. Yeah, something we don't really have to think about too much. Yeah, that's more. it. That's yeah. it. But if you want to go full hipster, you got to spend that <laughs> spend that Polaroid cash. <laughs> yep. you got to do it. Um, so there's that. And then if you want for most up-to-date work, it'd be danielelms.co.uk. Mm-hmm. Um, so some stuff coming out in the new year that I'm pretty excited by. Yeah. So you can get all updates on that. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Thank you once again for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And I'm going to tuck into my pastry now. Yes! Yes. Pastry time. Thanks, Dan. Bye. That was Jingle Elms, and I hope you enjoyed the second half of our coffee-fueled, slightly gassy chat. I definitely said Googling, although maybe we should bring Googling into everyday vernacular. We had such a great time and then took photos on his Instax camera. You can head to Instagram to find evidence of our slightly delirious photo shoot. This episode's Music College Didn't Prepare Me comes from inspiration from Abby via Instagram. I asked via Instagram story what something Music College Didn't Prepare You For, and she replied, Spending 100,000 hours... Well, travelling to play for two hours. It's so true though. I think musicians spend more time travelling, whether it be on trains, planes or cars, than actually playing. Earlier this year, I drove over two hours to get to a sound check, of which I was required for 12 entire minutes. That's 720 seconds. I then had a break of over four hours because I wasn't needed until after the interval of the concert. I asked in an Instagram poll, what's an acceptable amount of time to travel to a gig? A third of respondents said an hour, a third said three hours, and the remaining third said ten hours. But only if the gig's somewhere sunny and nice. I mean, ten hours is just horrific otherwise. I have to say, though, perhaps this only applies to the UK, as travel times and transport infrastructures are different in other countries. When I lived in Sydney, the guideline was that it would take you 40 minutes to get basically anywhere. Anything beyond that, you just wouldn't do, you know. You'd think, couldn't they just get a local player? Couldn't they just get someone from Canberra? And when I go back to New Zealand, I forget how the scale of one's commute is significantly downsized. A few years ago, I went back to Auckland for some work, having been living in London for a couple of years. My friend offered me a lift to the town hall for a 10am rehearsal, stating, oh, we better leave early to get there in enough time. She picked me up from my mum's house at... 9.35, and we got to the town hall with 10 minutes to spare to warm up even. Mental. You couldn't even attempt that here in London, unless the gig was literally next door. But even then, I'm sure some bizarre chain of events would prevent you from getting there on time. You know, the closer you live to a gig, the higher the chance of you being late. You think, oh, I've got loads of time. It's just down the road. I'll have another coffee. Oh, crap, I better go. Oh, crap, damn it. I've missed the downbeat. 
If you haven't experienced that music college didn't prepare you for, then tell me, and I can share it on the podcast, hopefully without a blocked nose. Email me at asitcomespodcast at gmail.com. If you're on Instagram, keep an eye out for my story polls, because I've just learned how to do that. Game changer. That's it for today. Special thanks to Ros Nagy for my logo, and Daniel Alms once again for my jingle, and for being a delightful guest. What a champ. And as always, thank you for listening. Always great to hear from listeners, so get in touch with me at asitcomespodcast at gmail.com. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at asitcomespod. <laughs> Remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and spread the word. Thanks to everyone who already has. Chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.